Hey man, did y'all see what the fuck happened? UFC 262 was literally insane. Insane. Like, I don't even know what the fuck to say to you guys because some of my predictions were wrong and some of them were right. Now listen, Tony Ferguson at 37 years old is still a problem. I don't care what anyone says. Benio DeRouge did a good job. He dominated the fight. But then again, I feel like the word dominate or dominated is kind of like thrown around because did he dominate the fight sure yeah he had Tony Ferguson on the ground and he slammed him etc etc but he wasn't really doing much damage that's the thing he wasn't really doing much damage now was Tony Ferguson doing damage to Benio probably not either but like they weren't really hurting each other kind of were just he was just holding him on the ground for the whole fight pretty much every time he would throw an elbow or he would try to throw a punch or he would try to throw something Tony Ferguson was doing pretty good at defending himself. These punches were barely landing. They were literally barely landing on Tony. Like, Tony wasn't even... Didn't even get a scratch on his face. Tony Ferguson literally was... <laughs> it's funny because he said he was going to work on defense, but he worked on defense too much. That's what it seems like. Because he wasn't throwing a strike. That's another thing about Tony Ferguson in that fight. He didn't throw a single strike, I feel like. I mean, he obviously, he probably did. But, like, he didn't throw nearly as much as I thought he would I thought he was gonna come out elbowing I thought he was gonna come out in Minari rolling I thought he was gonna come out hey I thought he was gonna do a darts stroke on Benio he almost had a darts but didn't work out you know I just feel like ah man you know the dude kind of froze up a little bit you know I, I I don't know when it came up to when it came to striking he kind of froze up he it didn't feel like he wanted to trade really and um, I know that's what Benio said. Benio said that he's going to make it so hard for Tony to trade that he's not going to want to. But I don't feel like it was because Benio was hitting hard. I feel like Tony couldn't find any openings just because of Benio's guard. Benio's guard was like his hands were really close to his face. He had his elbows in. He had a really good guard. And I feel like when Tony seen it, he was like, all right, what the fuck do I do? So he started trying with the kicks and stuff like that and just, you know. It didn't work just because I feel like Benio was the better wrestler. Benio was the better, um, well, was the stronger guy also, which was which has played a big role in this fight because he was able to hold Tony for so for so damn long and just pretty much keep him there. He was trying to throw punches. I'm telling you, he was trying to do this ground and pound thing. Tony kept like doing some shit with his long arms and he was just like sliding every punch off of him. Like he wasn't, he was literally not being like hit by these punches. It seemed like. Maybe a couple of them landed, but like most of them didn't land. So the the judges just gave Benil the decision because Benil slammed him. You know, Tony got to Tony got to figure out a way to find that killer instinct again. You know, make people bleed again. You know, like like hurt people. You know, and I know it's something like you know you don't want to always do. You know, some people you know they they get uh, they get softer over age um over over the time. You know, they get softer. And um, I feel like this is something that may have happened to Tony. I don't feel like he's a soft dude. I feel like Tony is still a savage, but I feel like he's kind of lost that little bit of um, that little bit of uh, urgency. I feel like he just like he went out there and he expected it to be like flowy in his way, but it didn't go his way. So he had to fight more than he expected. Therefore, he was breathing hard. Tony Ferguson breathing hard, like. Come on, <laughs> Tony Ferguson had the best conditioning in MMA for a while, right? And now he's breathing hard. You know, he just needed that sense of urgency. He needs to just 
go out there and and make it his goal to kill the other fighter literally that should be his goal just to go and kill the other fighter because herb dean or whoever the fuck is the referee is not going to allow that to happen but that should be your mentality that you're going to kill this dude literally but you know it didn't happen benil got his win but let's talk about what's really important besides um antonina shevchenko i know this is something that a lot of people are not going to talk about antonina shevchenko with her loss to um andrea lee man i i really had high hopes for antonina i thought she was going to be the next big thing but she has to train she has to train a little more not everyone's valentina man not everyone can be valentina even if you're her sister even if you're fucking as close as you can be to her you're never going to be her so antonina needs to do something train you know work on the technique a little bit more you know whatever she did wrong and i didn't because i didn't really watch the fight i just noticed she lost and i saw some of the highlights but whatever she did wrong i have to rewatch it whatever she did wrong she needs to work on it with valentina and i'm I, i'm sure she'll come back you know she has the best team in mma right now you know i'm sure she'll come back and she'll she'll have a nice little title reign hopefully michael chandler versus charlie olives charles Oliveira. I told you guys, if you see my podcast episode a couple um, days ago, I said Chandler was going to get his ass handed to him. I told you. Now, don't get me wrong. Chandler had a good first round. Chandler did his thing. Chandler was actually looking pretty unstoppable in the first round. I'm not going to lie to you. When I seen the way that he was beating Charles Oliveira, I was like, yo, if Michael Chandler really does this to Charles Oliveira, he's legit. He's legit. Like, he's like, he's a problem because the dude is explosive as fuck. He has good footwork, but the main issue is his muscle mass. Now, someone commented uh, <laughs> on the UFC page when I commented this. He, Someone replied to me. They were like, dude, he's 155. He doesn't need to lose muscle mass. He just needs to get better whatever. No, bro. He's 155 for his weight cut. He's legitimately like 180 maybe. Whatever his walk around weight is, it doesn't matter. He just needs to stop hitting the bench press. He needs to stop curling the dumbbells. He needs to stop doing all that fucking iron shit. Iron Michael Chandler. Like, no, bro. And he even he even said in the press conference, he was like, oh, I'm always going to be aggressive. Aggressive is my style. Da, da, da. Yeah, aggressive is going to get you fucked up in the UFC. Because a lot of people in Bellator, they fight with that aggression. And they think that the, the aggression is just going to overpower everyone. It doesn't work that way. Paulo Costa learned the hard way. I mean, look at what happened with Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya. A normally aggressive dude met his match against a technician. What happened last night? Charles Oliveira was the technician, and Michael Chandler was the overly aggressive dude, and he got fucked up. It's always going to happen. It's going to get you so far until you meet someone who's not afraid of you. That's literally what happens. Until you meet someone who's not afraid of you. When you have someone who's not afraid of your power or you're not afraid of your strength, you know, not afraid of like your movements, you have someone who's dangerous because that person, he's going to slip and counter. He's going to maybe take a punch from you. He's, he's not, it's not going to matter to him. He's going to fight you. Right, and you're not gonna put so much pressure on him where he breaks. That's that's what Michael Chandler thought was gonna happen. He thought Oliveira was gonna break and quit and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Charles Oliveira wasn't afraid of Michael Chandler. I think Charles Oliveira would have would have died in there if, he, if, if you know if that's what it came down to. He was not afraid of Michael Chandler. See, people who are afraid of people like Michael Chandler, they usually will quit and they'll just cover up and they'll be like, "Oh shit, I'm getting fucked up." Hell no. Charles Oliveira was like, oh, okay. He went to his back, right? That little moment at the end of the round, he went to his back 
And he was like, come on, then. You want to play? You want to ground and pound? Come on. Michael Chandler was hesitant because he knows that if he plays with um, um, Charles Oliveira, he could get he could get, uh, he could get put in a submission real quick. You know what I mean? Then the round ended. Second round came. Literally the first, what, 15 seconds, 20 seconds of the second round? Charles Oliveira just put on a show and knocked his ass out the submission artist knocked out the overly aggressive power explosive dude who had like oh my god all this hype around him right charles Oliveira. we all thought that he was gonna do a triangle choke people thought he was gonna you know get submitted he was gonna he was gonna submit uh michael chandler turns out he knocked the dude out Turns out he knocked the fucking dude out, bro. And, I mean, I'm not surprised. Like I said, uh, Patricio Pitbull did it to him in Bellator. So, we know Michael Chandler can get knocked out. And the funny thing is, Michael Chandler got knocked out the same exact way he got knocked out in Bellator. So, it's like, bro, you have a weakness. You got to work on that, you know? Obviously, that's his body type. And he might just always look like that. Like, he's like another Kamaru Usman. But Kamaru Usman's in a different weight class. Kamaru Usman is fighting people who are a bit slower than the lightweights, you know? So, like, it's it's a, it's a trade of power in up there in the welterweights. Down in the lightweight division, you have to deal with speed. You have to deal with these people being so technical, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, I think Michael Chandler will have a better shot if he goes to welterweight. I think he will have a better shot if he goes to welterweight. Doesn't cut much weight, right? And he has the natural explosiveness. He has the work ethic. He has everything. He has everything for a welterweight. But the fact that he wanted to be a lightweight, I mean, dude, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like how tall Kamaru Usman is and whether height could play a, a big factor. I'm not too sure, but I feel like Michael Chandler, if he went to welterweight, he might do better in that division. I don't know. You guys let me know. Write to me on Twitter, Crypto Nandez. Follow my, um, my Instagram, Almost Die Broke. Or you could follow, uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube at Almost Die Broke. And if you have any, um, questions about fitness or anything like that, you can hit me up, send me a message. I work with, uh, One Up Nutrition. You can get 20% off. By using the code TWB on all fucking products, dude. Go to oneupnutrition.com and put in TWB and get 20% off whatever the hell you want to buy. It is your boy. And we almost died. But we good. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I'm out.